Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? It's JD. It's JD, guys. That was, it's JD. That was it's... really quick and aggressive for some reason. I'm not sure why. Sorry about that. I I didn't think it was aggressive, but now I'm wondering if it was aggressive. Should I? Do I not know what your aggression is like? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it just. I guess <laughs> anyway, maybe aggressive hi. wasn't the word I was looking for. Maybe abrupt, and I just landed mm. on aggressive because I was trying to put things together quickly. I don't know, Michelle. I don't know either. Oh, I didn't right. even. Uh, never mind. Sorry, I'm drunk, so it's gonna be very hard for me to stay on topic. Uh, okay, hi, welcome to We Watch Shutter. We Watch Shutter. It's a streaming service for horror movies and horror adjacent movies and TV shows, and we like it and we watch it, and it's pretty good. And we watched a movie today, JD. What did we watch? We sure did, Michelle. <laughs> uh, I, I look. I think we we can't gloss over this whole issue here now that you've let the cat mm-hmm. out of the bag right out right out of the gate here. Uh, before we get into the shark movie, uh, mm-hmm. t- uh, Michelle tonight uh, spent some time at the zoo uh, here mm-hmm. in Fargo, uh, where apparently they do this thing where every now and then, in the nighter ti- in the, in the later night times, uh, they set up the zoo with a bunch of beer tables from like local and regional microbreweries and craft breweries, and then you go and you just pay a cover charge. And you just walk around at the zoo getting shit face all night. <laughs> yeah. And I think, first of all, uh, a much younger version of me would have thought that was fucking rad. Uh, but a, a, a 43-year-old me is just like, man, why can't we just have that but without the booze? You know, no kids, no nothing. I just want to, can't I just go to the go to the zoo at twilight and pet a goose or something? I don't, I don't know why I picked a goose, but... The best part about going to the zoo and getting drunk is that I don't have any inhibitions about buying things, so I didn't even show you what I bought today. What did and you buy today at the zoo while you were drunk, Michelle? It's Oh, it's broken. It's been giving me trouble, but it's a little shark, and he's a bubble maker, and he lights up, so I was oh, just spraying bubbles out of the shark. It's Because it's Sharksploitation. Right. Sharksploitation is the movie we're talking about, guys. Uh, new documentary uh, film. Uh, I, I wonder what it's about. <laughs> the title, hmm. it just leaves nothing to the imagination at all. It just goes right hmm. for it. It's just straight up called Sharksploitation. And uh, if you know, you know, like uh, what we're about to. It's basically the history of sharks in the movies uh, and how really in a lot of ways there's this entire now subgenre of cinema that is all completely derived from one movie called Jaws back in the 1970s. yeah, uh, there is a description about the movie on the Shutter website, but again, this is a it's a documentary film, so I don't know how worried we are about being spoilery here. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead yeah. and read the description off the website. It's real quick. The ultimate deep dive into the world of shark cinema, filmmakers, critics, scholars, and cons- conservationists explore the cultural impact on audiences and this misunderstood species. Michelle, let's just not waste any more time. What are your uh, What are your I I, I want to say spoiler free thoughts because that's what we normally do here. But uh, uh, I don't know that there are really any spoilers for this movie. Uh, what are your your basic uh, uh, short form thoughts on shark exploitation, the documentary? 
Yeah, so we don't get an opportunity to discuss um, documentaries too much on this show. I always love it when we do, and I especially love my rule of thumb is a documentary is good if it will tell me something new. And I kind of assumed, you know, oh, I know about Jaws. I know about Sharknado. What else is this going to hit me with? And oh, my God, there were so many movies I had never heard of, so many influences I'd never seen, so many Mm -hmm. references I never caught. It is chock full of information. It never feels dull. I was constantly watching and constantly interested. And most importantly, it ends on a very important message about conservation. And I am thrilled that that is what they left the final message as i'm going to find yeah yeah this this is what i actually really love about this this documentary is it definitely uh you know it, it hooks you in uh by telling you it's a documentary about the history of, of sharks in movies and especially the ultimate shark exploitation genre that's developed over the last 40 odd years uh but they very sneakily uh, sneak some uh, some uh, actual historical information here uh, about first of all, and this is something we're going to talk about in detail in a little while here when we really start breaking it down. Uh, but some of the major, incredible, uh, very uh, problematic uh, effects uh, that a movie like Jaws or some other things, uh, some other incidents have had uh, on sharks in the world. Uh, there are some things they talk about here that I had no idea about, and I really appreciated how they they, they very just coyly snuck a lot of that in here uh, as part of... Uh, of the overall story that that's being told here, and I really, really appreciated that. Uh, as a documentary goes, it's a very, uh, it's a very specific topic. Uh, uh, so, uh, and I think it, obviously it's no coincidence that this is dropping. I, I believe next week is Shark Week, isn't it? Uh, I think. Uh, yes. Or, or coming up soon. Month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, so. I mean, there you go. Uh, the the timing is perfect. Um, I think even with that added uh, message of, of conservationism and, and uh, ethics around around sharks and some of the, the man-made impacts of these things, um, uh, it is a, a kind of a narrow focus. And if you don't know that that's there going in, you might not ever take a look at this. Um, and because just because of its narrow focus on, on a very specific thing, I think it, it, it limits its appeal to a certain extent, and for that reason alone, I'm giving it a four and a half. Uh, but as an execution of, of, of a documentary, I, this is this is really uh, incredible. It's it's an excellent. First of all, just like you said, tons of movies that get mentioned here that I have never even heard of, uh, including uh, both very old and very new films. And we're going to talk about a lot of that. We're also going to talk about uh, a lot of our our personal favorite uh, shark films. Uh, but yeah, I, that's my overall basic thoughts on the movie. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Sweet. So it comes out to a 4.75. Yeah. Awesome. Shutter really kills it with their documentary releases. Also just quickly, yeah, I do want to shout out because I mean, why wouldn't we, as long as we're talking about horror document, if you are a horror documentary fan, I also strongly encourage you to check out Screambox if you've never checked out that uh, that uh, streaming service. Their selection of of movies overall is not as broad ranging as Shutter's, but they have a lot of really great uh, title specific and uh, and character specific and genre specific documentaries like this that are all fantastic. I just wanted to shout that out real quick. And that is why Shudder does not sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) 
well, we if, like if they don't want me to mention Screenbox, they can start giving me a $6 a month free subscription. Yeah, but I love Screenbox, <laughs> and I'm still going to mention it. Yeah, Screenbox is great. Screenbox I, is frankly, great. I don't okay. think the people at Shudder would care. Uh, yeah, but, horror uh, people are just cool with other horror people. Oh, yeah. It's not yeah, really a It's very much a we family. It's, yeah. yeah, we're all just part of the, the same passionate group of people. And exactly. look, at the end of the day, Shudder does a lot of great things, but they can't put out everything, right? They they have their limits eventually as well. So anyway, that got this the whole discussion of a shark movie turned into a, a weird sort of meta discussion on streaming services and whether or not we should talk about one in a show that's about another. Uh, Michelle, we should probably just talk about this movie, huh? No, I liked watching you flounder. Oh, f- oh fuck you. <laughs> Did you see what i did there oh, God. <laughs> don't worry i'm not finished <laughs> this is gonna be an episode you can really sink your teeth into oh fuck we can you take stop a bite it out of this topic <laughs> have just, you you've just been was, you've been plotting this all goddamn day, no you? the only one i had was finished the rest just came to me i'm a genius okay <laughs> <laughs> so guys if well, I mean like I said I don't know what we could really do that are, are would be considered mm-hmm. spoilers here because this is just very much a retrospective on on sharks in the movies uh, and some other things but if for any reason you do want to see it before we talk about a whole lot of things in detail uh, uh, there are a few things I'm gonna mention here when we talk about the movies I've never heard of where I am going to uh, tell you exactly why I need to see these movies immediately and you might want to enjoy that moment of, of finding that that one clip of one movie that's an hour and 10 minutes into the documentary and they never mention it before or again and nobody even mentions it by name it just shows up for one brief clip and you're like holy fuck i have to know what this movie is we'll talk <laughs> about that in a little while but if you want to get a, your own opportunity at that experience you're going to want to hit that pause button right about now all right did you come back i hope you came back do you think they came back michelle I think so. I actually, while drunk, was talking to my friend Jenna, who is also drunk, and telling us that she listens to every episode, and she never pauses, and she just lets everything get spoiled, and then she goes back and watches the movie, and I think that might be more <laughs> chaotic than the people who don't even like horror movies and listen to our podcast. That might, without, yeah, that, why, yeah. Why would you let us do crazy. that to you? Yeah, That's wild. I, I don't know. So, hi, Jenna. Uh, you just had shark exploitation ruined for you, but I hope that you go back and watch <laughs> it anyway, and I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. So, Michelle, I guess uh, starting from the top here, uh, with just you know trying to figure out a good way to be able to actually get some discussion out of this, why don't we start with, yeah. uh, like, uh, are you personally, in general, uh, a, a fan of shark movies? Is it something that there are some of them that you like? You're obsessive. Tell me about your relationship with shark exploitation. I actually don't think I really enjoy the shark exploitation genre. Um, I do like ridiculous movies, Lawmageddon, Karis Hell, obviously Sharknado. So those ones that are really just out there and ridiculous. Um, the problem is that shark movies are kind of oversaturated for me. So I do want to go watch Sharktopus um, because that thing was adorable as they covered in the documentary. But there's just too much of it. I don't 
really care too much. I don't find sharks scary. So I'm just watching it for the ridiculous factor. But I find that watching a ridiculous movie on your own just isn't as fun as watching it at a party with friends. And I don't have friends. So I don't really have the opportunity to do that. Wow. What am Um, I, Michelle? What am I? Have we ever watched a shark movie together, J.D.? Okay, that's a fair we point. Should a, we should remedy. We, yeah, that. we but, probably yeah. should, actually. There's one here in particular that we're going to talk about. Okay. That, Bonus uh, episode. Anyway, uh, no, I'm, yeah. I'm actually kind of right there with you. I, I wouldn't say that I am uh, a crazy shark horror, shark exploitation devotee, right? There are certain specific ones uh, that I've seen and that I thought were clever. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. My favorite thing about shark exploitation in 90% of cases is just the fucking titles, right? The titles and the yeah. gimmicks. Just the ideas in a lot of cases are enough for me. That's ridiculous. I get a good chuckle. Uh, so, but uh, I, this, uh, I, I was not aware. Like, I thought I had a good handle on what weird fucking shark movies are out there. Uh, and I didn't have a clue. And what I love about uh, this documentary as, a, as sort of a timeline is it, it definitely identifies shark exploitation specifically as that kind of post-Jaws wave uh, that just started and has never let up. There, I mean, Jaws was certainly not the first movie to include... Uh, shark attacks or or uh, shark violence or anything, and they talk about a lot of older movies in this. Uh, but uh, yeah, that 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 explosion going forward uh, was kind of wild. Um, was there anything in that early part of shark movie history uh, that really stuck out to you, or anything that jumped out as something that you want to go see as soon as you can? Uh, yes. So I, I'm sure somebody made a list of all the movies referenced in this kind of like they do with some other type of documentaries. I'm hoping because I do want to go back and write down some of those classics. The one that I did make sure to write down was the blue water white death movie from 1971. I had never, ever heard of that. And I also, I think that's why it gets a five for me too, because I don't have a lot of classic horror movie knowledge in my brain um so being able to get more of that information i always like when i hear about a classic movie that i've never heard of and um seeing the clips and things i i do want to go back and watch that one for sure um i'm sure i didn't make a ton of notes because i was just really into this one but that was the one Mm -hmm. that i was like okay write this down and then come back and find out the other movie names later um what was the one that you were talking about that you really had to see oh well that's coming up here after we get past Mm -hmm. jaws but no definitely in that in that pre-Jaws era, which they really kind of they don't spend a lot of time on, but they they definitely acknowledge a lot of things. Uh, I uh, I was uh, uh, that was the one that really stood out to me as well was uh, was Blue Water White Death. Uh, if for no other reason than first of all, that's a fucking rad title. That's metal as fuck. <laughs> uh, the other thing though in that early era that stuck out stuck out to me was this idea of like. Uh, like one of the, the the talking heads in here talks about how like if you go to the right cultures, there are actually some pretty wild fucking cool shark character mythologies 
uh, and things like that whole thing about the the shark god who turned himself into a person and then had a baby with a with, with a, a real person, which is a common trope in mythology across the world, right? But just and then they hit you with so they have a baby who's a demigod and he's a man, but then he's got a fucking shark mouth on the middle of his back. I was just like, what the fuck? Why have I never seen this in a movie? Like why that, that uh, I that I I wish somebody would do something with that, and I need to look into that more because I I almost feel like there's this whole world of uh, ocean faring culture shark mythology now that I'm just totally oblivious to that I want to find out more about. I concur. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, anyway, <laughs> guys. Uh, so and, and so then, of course, we ultimately get to Jaws, and that's the place where everything uh, just goes haywire. My very favorite thing when we get there is how they uh, there's a he- uh, uh, an interview clip with uh, with Roger Corman, and frankly, I think he hits the nail on the head. Uh, when he talks about how Jaws, while it's certainly, and he very readily admits that it's a much better thing than they ever did, uh, Jaws in its own way was just a big budget studio filmmaking, uh, catching up and coming back around to what B-movies had been trying to do for years. Right with their weird sea monster movies and things like that, uh, I really appreciated that, and I, I think that's something that, uh, like genre movies and exploitation movies, uh, are really sort of derided by a lot of critics, and they don't, I think, get the genuine respect they deserve uh, in the way that they've influenced just the overall uh, surface of, of cinema in general, and I, so I really appreciated that. Uh, how old were you when you first saw Jaws, Michelle? I know you saw so many of these fucking movies at a really ridiculous age. <laughs> I know I saw it as a kid um, many times. It's just something that I grew up with. I can't tell you the first time. Sure. Um, did you have a, a monumental moment that you remember the no, first time No, and that's it? the weird no? thing to me is I know so many people who like can... It feels like they can almost tell you day and date when they first saw that movie and how it really had that impact on them. Uh, And it never really had that impact on me, even as a youngster. Like, obviously, uh, you know, is is big crazy shark, but like Jason Voorhees uh, had a bigger impact on me at seven years old than Jaws did. Right. And and Jaws way more uh, plausible, I guess, in, in certain ways, at least if you don't actually know anything about sharks. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, and so that's always why it's very interesting to me, and especially in this, when they talk about uh, what really hit me uh, is they talk about how in the wake of Jaws, and this is where a lot of the uh, the conservationism and, and animal protection uh, uh, themes start to come in. Uh, in the wake of Jaws, like shark fishing and shark hunting became such a craze that uh, one of these folks tells us that to this day there are certain shark species uh, off coastal waters in, in the United States and other places that are struggling to recover from the impact of what Jaws did to people and their attitude towards sharks. And that to me is fucking crazy. 
Like yeah. I can't think of any other horror movie that has ever had that level of like real world consequences. Like The Exorcist fucked a lot of people up, right? And people like psychologically, but like hard real world destruction. How that movie drove this country crazy for about a year and a half. I think part of it is um, a lot of those movies that did cause kind of mass panic, like The Exorcist, Blair Witch Project, when they didn't know if those people were actually alive, um, the War of the Worlds uh, radio broadcast, those kinds of things. Um, people were definitely freaked out, but they didn't have a way to channel that fear. Jaws was something that they could say, oh, sharks did this so we can eliminate sharks. War of the Worlds, they were scared, but what are they going to do against aliens? Right, Blair Witch Project, right. they're just scared of the woods. Are they going to go burn down the woods? I think right. Jaws is one of those because they actually had a thing that they could say, oh, well, now I'm afraid of sharks and I'm going to do something about it. And also, I'm an idiot. Um, well, and I think also uh, very obviously there's an element of, oh, well, I'm a big, strong man. I ain't scared of no damn shark. I'll go out and hunt one and, and bring it. Like that whole kind of attitude as well, just that confronting the danger of the shark when of course as they tell us very clearly like like don't get me wrong sharks are obviously very dangerous they're predatory creatures that have been around uh more or less unevolved for centuries thousands of years maybe millions uh and uh they but they're not nearly uh the terrifying overall threat that people suddenly felt they were and that is just mind-boggling to me the effect that movie had on our culture and world in general that's nuts I, I was i did not know that that had happened and that to me was one of the most powerful bits in this entire film yeah and i i had some knowledge of it and that's why i'm glad that they did uh i didn't know to the extent but um one thing that our listeners probably don't know is i love marine life i read about marine life in a different life i would have been a marine biologist but i live in the upper midwest nowhere near the oceans <laughs> um and also because i know so much about what is in the oceans i am scared to go in them um not because i'm necessarily scared of anything but i'm just like i i don't i don't want to get like touched by a jellyfish it's just not my thing even if i logically don't know it's it's that knowledge that has uh right now developed into an irrational fear but also a huge respect and i love marine life um so i did have some knowledge about that just from things that i've read i'm just fascinated by the ocean um sure. but i did not realize to what extent uh they had decimated populations of sharks yeah, after I, jaws I, yeah, that like I said, I don't I don't remember the specific person, but some kind of marine biologist or, or somebody like the the literal quote is there are species to this day that are struggling to recover from the impact. That's insane, but also uh, I think very human uh, and very real. Uh, and uh, I, I really appreciated that element of the film. Uh, and so, of course, from there, uh, it goes on to then talk about the explosion, right? Because Jaws was a massive cultural event. Uh, I, I believe that's the film that most people uh, refer to in film history as the, the first of the blockbuster film era. 
Uh, it was just it, it was phenomenal uh, in its impact. Uh, but it also very quickly, uh, and I think because of how massively popular it was, it was everywhere immediately. It also very quickly started to be parodied, uh, both seriously and uh, com- comedically. Uh, and we get what is ultimately an entire sub- subgenre of cinema originating from that one landmark film moment. And uh, look, let's just get into it here then, Michelle. Uh, As we then move forward from Jaws and get into the sharksploitation era, what are some of your personal uh, favorite shark movies? I know that you, like me, said that you're not the the biggest uh, overall shark movie devotee, but like, what are some of them that you really love? Oh, yeah. I am glad that you asked. Um, I have been frantically trying to find my list because I forgot to pull it up before we started recording and I had saved it in a weird spot. I had gone back and uh, written down some of my favorites. I did go back and watch some that I hadn't seen and I do still have a long list to work my way through. Um my number one shark movie by far is open water from 2003 and they cover this in the documentary and they cover it in a way that I could never explain how it makes me feel and then they put it into words and I went oh Mm -hmm. okay yep exactly what they just said is what I love about it and it is a realistic situation where sharks are not there to be aggressive against humans just because they can the problem is that there are two people stranded in the middle of the ocean and sharks become curious about them and then they view them as a food source it's just nature doing what nature is meant to do yeah, and like maybe maybe eventually the shark bumps into them and it's curious what's going on here. So, you know, maybe it takes a little nip at it to see what happens. And now there's blood in the water and it's like, ooh, this is maybe something I want to I want to nip a little. Hard. It's uh, yeah. the other thing. And now uh, I'll be honest with you. Open Water is a movie that still to this day I have not seen. Um, oh, I, uh, I was just about to say something. OK, well, I, again, I'm going to keep again, it. Minimal. Michelle, I'm, uh, yeah. I, I'm uh, you know, it's also very much in. in I don't want to say it's a found footage movie, but it's shot in that very, uh, like like digital cinema verite kind of found footage style, which yep. they talk about uh, as as being very deliberate to to put you in the experience, which is of course what that whole style of filmmaking is designed to do. Uh, but uh, um, the wildest part again about this to me is this is based on a real fucking thing that happened. There was a cruise mm-hmm. ship that took some people out into the water, uh, or, or not a cruise ship, but like a, a ship that went took some people out on a scuba diving expedition, and they just fucking left with these two people in the middle of the ocean still because they just didn't count the number of people right. What the... F- like, that in itself is one of the most terrifying things I have ever heard in my life. Can you imagine you're out swimming in the middle of the ocean and the boat you came in on just starts fucking puttering away? What the fuck? That's it's that's fucking crazy. But a a yeah. perfect uh, moment for a, a a real sort of uh, survival moment, and and that's a movie that I after especially after seeing this, uh, I definitely want to remedy that and go back and take a look at it. There's another one that came out right around the same time as Open Water, uh, and in that wave that they talk about here, where. Because uh, shark movies have been through a couple of different phases now, right? You had Jaws and all these big, uh, like, serious ones, 
and then you got into the more exploitative kind of uh, almost silly sort of movies. And then there was that wave in, in like the late 2000s, early 2010s, where now you've got a studio pictures being made again that are, are shark related and now you have the two existing next to each other. Anyway, uh, the other movie from that whole section that really uh, struck me as interesting was The Shallows. Uh, it's another one that I've I'm heard so of. I'm so glad we're talking I about The Shallows. I haven't seen okay. it. Uh, I want to see it. Uh, if uh, One of my favorite uh, sort of talking head moments in this documentary uh, is you got this guy talking about just the general plot of that movie and how apparently at one point it's literally for the rest of the movie, it's just the one actress in the middle of the ocean in this shark situation and he just keeps saying the actress and I was like I've never even seen this movie I saw a three second clip and it's like motherfucker I know Blake Lively when I see her how do you not know who that is <laughs> it's just like yeah. use her name for Christ's sake she's maybe the most beautiful woman <laughs> in the history of women anyway oh, I, I agree <laughs> yeah uh, I Ryan Reynolds I man that guy what a Plus, there, I mean, also, what okay, an adorable side, dynamic those two have. Holy shit. Let's not get sidetracked say, side on tangent, this. That, is, <laughs> that couple is too oh. good looking and it's not fair. I just need right. to make that declaration for everybody yeah. in the middle of this shark episode that Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively being together and in love is unfair to the rest of us. Right, yeah, I mean, anyway, like just incredibly shark. gorgeous. But then, and like I said, on top <laughs> of it, then they also have this just like very... Uh, openly just like total relationship goals situation going on. God damn. Anyway, I, 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 yeah, I didn't want to get sidetracked here, but I was like, motherfucker, that's Blake yeah. Lively. Show some respect. But uh, <laughs> but no, again, like that idea, like, uh, 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 you know, when they show her and she's just, she's on this tiny rock in the middle of, like not even far from the beach, but just far enough that there's a shark that, again, is just curious and swimming around and trying to find out what the fuck is going on here. Uh, those are a couple of, of newer, uh, uh, bigger movies uh, that I'm definitely looking forward to going and checking out here when I have some time. They have been put on my need-to-see-these uh, eventually, hopefully soon list. Um, yeah. The, any... Uh any ridiculous oh, gonna... oh sure go ahead sorry hey god i still got things <laughs> michelle's got, got shit list. to say i got a list um so Get the on it, was also one that <laughs> too real <laughs> um, so, uh anyway let me recover the shallows is one of those that i had never seen either because i'm like oh it's just gonna be blake lively being beautiful on a rock for an hour and a half <laughs> How oh yeah, and then she's also incredibly be. fucking talented. On top of it, as is like yeah. those that whole. <laughs> shit, let's not get caught up in this. We can start and, a whole podcast. Uh, I also kind of figured I knew the plot because nothing bad could happen to her. Her name is Blake Lively, not Blake Deadly. <laughs> oh fuck you! <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> but Michelle. Anyway, I'm so sorry. I'm not. Oh, oh, um, oh. but yeah. So. Oh, Go ahead. I was just going to say, I watched it and it's fucking great. And it exceeded all my expectations and then nice. some so much better than I thought it would be. Definitely worth checking out. Awesome. Uh, one thing that I do want to mention before we get too far away from, from Jaws, even though we've pretty much abandoned Jaws by about 30 years already. Uh, one thing that I just happened to notice, because as, as any good documentary like this will do, it, it has you know archival footage and and posters and and advertisement stills and all this you know all this you know historical stuff 
And at one point, uh, they had a, a like a newspaper print ad uh, for Jaws, and it's got this description or like a quote from somebody on it. I don't remember exactly what it was, but what I happened to see is there is a line in that quote or blurb, and what it says is makes Moby Dick look like a pussy cat and all i can say is that fucking marketing guy is hilarious <laughs> like like somebody just they just amused the fuck out of themselves for weeks and weeks and weeks with their own cleverness writing that blurb i just i, I don't know i, I just do something i happened to see and i, I thought it was that. really funny <laughs> moby dick um makes moby dick look like a pussy cat <laughs> <laughs> there's a movie that came out right after the shallows that i had seen um a couple months ago before i even knew we would be doing a shark exploitation episode 47 meters down yep, i included that's fall I seen, um, again i'm not a big oh shark God. movie guy i know but uh fall was a movie that completely blew me away in 2022 so then i had to go and watch 47 meters down i mean they went really high up i wanted to see what happened when they went really far down and that is another one where the sharks aren't really the danger you have a lot of other danger in your situation sharks just happen to add to it and i think sharks that's are the, the kind of shark movie Exactly, where it's not a shark is stalking me like the reef yeah, stalked, which you and I sharks. reviewed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you and I reviewed the reef. The reef stalked and only gave it one point five stars. Yeah, um, so I will be going back to see you. the reef. Yeah, but the reef stalked. I was like, this is this is not what shark. Okay, anyway, um, but forty seven meters down is also another one that they covered, which I knew that they would because it's Mandy fucking Moore. Um, but that is <laughs> such a good movie. I think uh, so. Um, I had been talking with a friend of mine on Fourth of July while I was preparing and getting some shark movies together, and she and I realized that there's just this genre where you're trapped, and whatever that genre of movie is that. That's what we like. So the shallows are yeah. stuck on a rock. 47 meters down, you're stuck in a cage at the bottom of the ocean. Open water, you're stuck in the middle of the ocean. Just these situations where sharks happen to be there is what makes a good shark movie. Oh, you me. mean like quicksand? <sighs> <laughs> Let's not talk about snakes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, 47 meters down. Again, uh, like I said, one I haven't seen. But what really stood out to me about that is they were talking to the, the, the director of the film, uh, and he started talking about how one of his biggest uh, 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 touch points for that movie was uh, this movie called Touching the Void. Have you ever seen Touching the Void, Michelle? I have not, and I did Holy add fuck. that one to my list. Too. Oh, my God. So Touching the Void, again, just for a tangent here, this is a, uh, it's, the movie is, is crazy because it's a documentary about this real thing that happened where these two dudes who really didn't know each other, they just happened to be experienced climbers and were part of a group and, and got together to go climb this this thing together, and this horrible disaster happens. Uh, and uh, I, I don't want to give you too much because, no, it, I will man, be what a it. fucking yep. story. But here's the part about the production of that movie that blew me away is part of how they produced it as a documentary is the two guys who were involved in this horrible disaster went back to the mountain and climbed it again. And they filmed these guys going up to use those as like dramatic reenactments of what went on in this story. And that was just like, are you fucking serious? 
these dudes went back. Anyway, that, that is a movie that I think everybody needs to see. It's so fucking good. Uh, I, I loved it. But I, it, again, one of those things where I think, look, I think here's what happened is I think a lot of shark movies uh, were just kind of silly and ridiculous for long enough that eventually I, I didn't believe a lot of these uh, newer uh, uh Shark movies with a, a little bit more of a, of a big studio approach uh, were really going to be worth seeing. I figured they would all still kind of boil down to just Jaws knockoffs. Uh, and uh, I think maybe I just didn't give them the credit they deserved, and I've got some some uh, some makeup homework that needs to be done here. Um, you anything have else that before I move on to homework. my next question, Michelle? Man, I got this is the one that I need to ask you. You have to acknowledge my pun first. I said that you have some Mako homework because that's oh, fuck the shark. You. Okay, so yeah, go ahead and ask your question. <sighs> no, so the other thing I was wondering is obviously we're talking about those. Um, when you're talking about shark exploitation, we have to talk about the crazy shit. Do you have a favorite crazy shit shark exploitation movie? And what crazy shit movies did you learn about from this documentary that you really now need to go see? So oddly enough, when I was making my list, the two craziest shark things that I thought of were not included in this documentary. Oh, wow. Uh, shark Tale, where Will Smith is the voice of a fucking shark. Oh. <laughs> that is Uncanny Valley and should have been covered. That is a terrifying movie. And then the other do thing. You, wait, do you, oh, do you find Will Smith to be a terrifying predatory creature? <laughs> I love Will Smith. We don't need to get into it right now. <laughs> but oh my God, Shark Tale. I just, I tried to forget about it. And then I remembered while I was making my list and I went, that movie's terrifying. It's, it's scarier than Jaws ever was for me. <laughs> um, my other one was also, I think I just like Uncanny Valley more than I like Absurd. Because the other thing I put as like weird shark stuff was Street Sharks. The animated okay. show yeah, from yeah. the 90s. I, I think uh, animated creepy sharks scare me so much more than like a tornado of sharks does. But now I, I need to know yours because I have a feeling that you've got some wacky uh, well, no, stuff. I, the, the weird thing is, again, like uh, ultimately uh, a lot of these are movies that I am aware of, but that I... Uh, I, I for me, the just knowing the gimmick is like okay. So there's a whole section of this movie uh, where they end up talking about Asylum Filmworks because, of course, they do. Uh, the Asylum is responsible for shit. Probably fifty percent of every shark exploitation movie that's been made in the last fifteen to twenty years. Uh, like they just churn these fucking things out, and I love how they talk about the process by which they produce them. Somebody like somebody just comes to them with a gimmick and says, "Hey, make this a movie." Uh, and of course, they go in uh, ad nauseum about the uh, the big, the of course, the huge impact of Sharknado, uh, which suddenly became like a touching point for everybody. I think because. Uh, it was that over-the-top absurdity. Uh, I've never seen anything past the first one, but I am uh, a, uh, a tongue-in-cheek fan of the first Sharknado just because, man, what a fucking ridiculous concept. Uh, just absolutely absurd. Uh, but uh, 
some of the things that I saw here, like because I like titles, like uh, I like the clever titles. Uh, there's one that I've only seen a bit of because I fell asleep watching it and have just not gotten around to, to checking out out the rest of it. It's called Shark Side of the Moon. Uh, which I thought was a hilarious play on words. And then it's also a movie about how Nazis genetically engineered shark soldiers and they did it in their crazy lab on the moon. I, I, like, uh, There's one they talk about in here called uh, Shark Encounters of the Third Kind. And then like, there's this sequence where one dude is talking about like, oh, you want to know just like a list of some of the shark movies that I've directed? And he rattles off this whole list of them and he hits one that I just immediately said, holy fuck, how did I know that doesn't exist? I need to see it immediately. And that movie, Michelle, is called Sharkula. <laughs> a fucking vampire shark? That's so Are perfect. you yeah. shitting they, me? They love blood. Sharkula? You. Sharkula? I have to find this. I have to find it. Absolutely. I will help you find it. I'm very good at hunting down obscure movies. Um, I forgot to mention one movie, and it's not absurd, but I would absolutely be so upset if I didn't mention the shark movie that I love so I do need to go back and just give a quick shout out to Deep Blue Sea from 1999 oh yeah yeah Deep Blue Sea with that fucking Samuel L. Jackson scene that they talk in at you know uh, just of course how could you not discuss it in the movie like this uh, yeah. yeah, I Deep also Blue fucking C. love birds, and there's a bird, and that's great. And LL Cool J is friends with the bird, and you know what? That's all I need yeah. from that moment. I was like, <laughs> I'm sold on this movie. LL Cool J is a chef, and he's got a bird friend. Sweet, I'm on board. So, movie. so I, I, I still need to tell you though. You know, I, I had that whole thing about how, like, about an hour and ten minutes into this movie, you're going to come across this one movie that nobody ever mentions by name. There's just a brief clip of it, and then it's gone, but they put the title up there. It's from 2019. It's called Forest of the Dead Sharks. Did you catch this clip, Michelle? No, I missed that one. Also, Sharkula okay. is on Tubi. Just so Here's what know. I'm going to tell you. Sharkula is on Tubi because, of course, it is. You're welcome. So I immediately, once I saw this clip, I was like, wait, did I just see, because the guy's talking about like CG sharks and, and, and mm -hmm. how important it is or isn't that the, the quality of the, of the, the effects uh, be believable in these type of movies. I'm not going to spoil this for you, Michelle. Here's what I will tell you. I saw it. I was like, there's no way that's a fucking movie, right? And in a way, I was right. It's not... A fucking movie. It's three fucking movies. They're made by this Russian fella. You can get them on YouTube. It's Forest of the Dead Sharks, Revenge in the Forest of the Dead Sharks, and Murders in the Forest of the Dead Sharks, all from 2019. The first two are both 50 minutes long. The third one is an hour and 14 minutes. I'm going to watch all of these tonight before I go to sleep. I need to know what the fuck this is about based on about a five second clip that's just randomly in the middle of this movie you guys if you caught it i know you know what i'm talking about if you've seen them you definitely know what i'm talking about i'm gonna let michelle be surprised uh, on this one but holy shit i i just went to imdb to uh -huh. add it to my list and i did see a clip or not clip a, a did you see the still frame the shark Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did yeah. not catch that in this documentary at all. I apparently blinked at that moment, but I will also be watching this. Um, I have to know. I have to yeah. know. I really 
this just God. that one clip i was like this could be the dumbest but most fucking enjoyably dumb shark movie i've ever seen in my life i've gotta <laughs> check this out i will let you know tomorrow morning how these movies turned out uh, oh, but uh yeah so uh just Again, a, just a great retrospective film on the history of sharks in the movies uh, and how, uh, again, in, in so many ways, some of these movies had dramatic impact on, uh, on the actual world and sharks and the environment. Uh, it does make a lot of real uh, strong points about uh, protecting sharks because of their vital uh, uh, position in the ocean ecosystem uh, and uh, talks about how, like, Peter Benchley, who was famously the author of Jaws, uh, like, at, at one time said, I, like, I could, now that I know what I know about sharks, I could never make that movie again. I could never bring myself to write this story. Uh, it's uh, It's pretty intense, and I think that, if we're going to glorify these things, we definitely need to be uh, paying attention to the uh, uh, the real issues as well because we've seen what can happen when you, you know, you, like they talk about that uh, that mockumentary uh, where they made it seem like the, the like, uh, you know, like the coelacans, right? Coelacans is this fish that they thought was extinct for thousands and thousands of years. And then in the 1930s, they caught one off the coast of Madagascar. And then all of a sudden they find out, no, they've still been around this whole time. We just never saw them again. Uh, and then they do that with a megalodon. Uh, and it was this fake documentary, but they sold it like it was real, like Blair Witch style. And uh, really fucked up uh, a, a lot of things. Uh, it's uh, uh, the movie makes a lot of real strong points about how we. Uh, uh, you may not believe it, but these kind of movies can really uh, uh, drive people to some crazy things. I do hope that with the internet, it's a little harder to cause mass panic, um, and people are a little bit. Oh, more I would think it's even easier with the internet, just because of oh. the the potential for just volumes and volume. Like, I don't I don't think it's any coincidence that the first real powerful example of that with uh, with the Blair Witch Project happened right on the cusp of the internet era. Like I think the internet actually provides for a lot of opportunities to make a lot of that shit uh, uh, a whole lot more believable and that's uh, that's kind of frightening. Yeah. Like I don't I get me wrong, I, I'm pretty I, sure nobody believes the Nazis made shark people on the moon, but I that, do. That, oh Jesus Christ. I haven't seen anything to tell me that's not the case. Um but anyway, well, I guess that's we don't have to get into it works. right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess I just have a more yeah. positive outlook on search intent when people are googling that hopefully if they were like is the megalodon real that they would find answers like fuck no no it's not also this movie you watched is fake here's the very first thing that pops up is an article explaining that to you so i would hope it would make it a little bit more difficult but yeah i guess i i'm a little too positive about humanity sometimes <laughs> and uh this movie is reminding me of that now i feel sad and i need to go drink more <laughs> That's fair. Uh, guys, definitely check out Shark Exploitation. Again, a bang-up uh, documentary from the folks at Shudder, especially if you're a fan of these types of movies. Uh, like, 
again, not being somebody who has seen a lot of them, I'm at least aware of a lot of them. Uh, you know, uh, Sand Shark, Two-Headed Shark Attack, Six-Headed Shark Attack. By the way, the animation in Six-Headed Shark Attack is hilariously adorable. There's a clip in here where he shows you how at one point the original concept was he wanted the shark to actually come up on land and use its six heads as, like, almost like insect legs to walk around on. Holy shit, that would have been something else. Uh, but uh, even if you're a big fan, only the biggest of fans will not find something of interest here. And you should definitely check it out. It was great. It was. So what's coming up it next was. week, Michelle? Uh, next week, I have my list. Uh, we are getting Lake Bodom. I do this to her all the time. I Lake know, Bodum. and usually I'm top of it, but I've been drinking uh, Lake Bodom from 2016. We're digging into the older catalog because there yeah, is yeah. no new release. Lake so. Bodom, which I know about, uh, have known about for, uh, not the movie, but just uh, what Lake Bodom. Lake Bodom is a real lake in Finland. Uh, I know about it and how, like, apparently, like, people think it's haunted because, like, I don't know, a lot of people, there's something relating to a lot of people dying around it or maybe it's like a, I think I, I read at one point that there was a time where it was a uh, uh, a popular sort of uh, uh, suicide location, kind of like the suicide woods in Japan, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, uh, there's a band from Finland called Children of Bodom. And, uh, yeah, I, that was just a little side note that I went on because I like heavy metals and I like to show off my heavy metals knowledge to people. Children of Bodom, not even a really, like, obscure heavy metal band. Like, once you crack the surface, they're right there. But anyway, uh, Lake Bodom <laughs> is the movie <laughs> uh, next week. Uh, as <laughs> always, if there's something you would like us to check out one of these weeks oh, uh, that we have we... Uh, uh, an opening in the schedule, please uh, let us know. Uh, Michelle, you... We what, what do we... need requests. We need yes. requests because we figured out what we're doing in October. Yes. For oh, yes. This oh year. yes, guys. So you remember last year when we? Uh, I'm glad you remembered to remind me to talk about this. I wrote uh, it down. Uh, so last <laughs> year uh, in October, because obviously the you know 31 days of Halloween, watching a horror movie every day, that's been uh, a spooky season uh, tradition for a lot of people for a while now. And Michelle Including and I try us. to keep that tradition as well. But we did uh, a new episode every single day. In October uh, last year, we had a whole lot of time to prepare. We don't have as much time to prepare this year, but we are still going to try and do uh, that. Uh, I, I say try. We're going to do it. But this yeah. year, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be focusing specifically on horror shorts. Uh, we will likely watch a couple of anthology films uh, and 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 break them apart uh, uh, short by short, you know, chapter by chapter. Uh, but what we would like to also know is if you have any favorite horror shorts that are out there uh, available to be seen. Uh, you know, we don't, uh, and frankly, we don't care if they're uh, uh, on Shudder, if they're on YouTube. Uh, maybe it's just a, a, an independent filmmaker that has their own, like, uh, like, like uh, website or, or whatever where you can watch these movies. If you have any favorite short horror movies, we want those recommendations. Drop us a message on the social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at we watch Shutter, all those places. We have uh, uh, mail at WeWatchShutter.com where you can drop us an email. Uh, let us know what you would like us to talk about so far as short horror films 
coming up in October. We're gonna uh, we're gonna spend some time talking about a lot of that. I'm really excited. There's a couple of things. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet on Shutter, uh, there's a couple of things from this year's Etheria Film Night uh, that I thought were just fantastic that I'm going to personally suggest we put into the the schedule. I know Michelle's got some very favorite uh, horror shorts that she's eager for us to talk about. Is that not correct, Michelle? You're, in fact, more of a horror shorts person than I am. I love horror shorts. Um, Michelle's got I lots of horror that... shorts in her wardrobe. Ha <laughs> ha! I was about to make a similar joke. Oh no, <laughs> we both devolved. Oh, um, it's your yeah, fault. no, I I love horror shorts. There are a lot of very good things. I am excited to throw into the mix, especially because I already email you at three a.m. every once in a while. Email. What am I talking about? I Facebook <laughs> message you because I'm all. an adult. Um, so I, I message you and I'm like, uh, it's 3 a.m. Here's the thing on YouTube that I saw. Have you heard of this? And you say no. And then you made a mistake because now I'm telling you the entire lore <laughs> of uh, the back rooms and everything. So, yeah, I, I'm already sending you these. I already have a list yep. that uh, I love. I'm really, really excited. If our listeners even find like a VHS tape in their closet, don't worry. I have a VCR player. It is by my PS5. And yes, I got bullied for having my... <laughs> Well, VCR first we used, you got to stop you got to stop right yeah. there. Did you just say a yeah. VCR player? I'm pretty sure you said a VCR player. <laughs> I probably did. <laughs> a VCR. Anyway, if you have a VHS tape and you need a VCR to do it, um, we can do that. Uh, let's say the VHS tape, you've never even watched it. It just makes an odd humming sound and you're kind of scared. We'll watch it for you. We'll review it if we live um, yeah, in for October. Sure. So we got that. We got Absolutely. You yeah, so <laughs> drop us those recommendations, guys. Uh, in addition to that, as I've been asking uh, for a few weeks now, uh, if you're listening and you enjoy our show, one of the best and easiest ways you can help us uh, continue to expand our reach and get out there to more people uh, is just leave a rating on whatever service you're streaming us through. Uh, I don't, Frankly, I, it'd be nice if you also left a review with some comments, but I don't even care. If you could at least rate the show and go ahead and please give us your honest rating. Uh, if you, if you, there are things you think we're doing wrong, let us know. Uh, we want to make this show uh, as good as possible for you guys, and we want to know your feedback. And the more feedback we get, uh, the more uh, we will get uh, pushed out there to more and more people. So if you could do that for us, we would really appreciate it. Do you have any last thoughts, Michelle? Yeah, I don't want your honest feedback. Um, I'm a very sensitive person. Give JD your honest feedback and give me a sugar-coated version of it, please. <laughs> I cry every day for some reason or another, and I don't want one of our reviews to be the reason for today. Ah, uh, Michelle, putting bitter coatings on sugar pills. Yeah. I'm <laughs> just a sad lady. <laughs> oh, it's totally fine. Thank you guys yeah. for joining us for yet another episode of We Watch Shudder. Hey, look, we went almost an hour again talking about sharks and stuff. We also did yeah. spend a reasonable amount of time in there talking about Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds and how ridiculous that whole situation even is. Uh, we should probably not get off on that tangent again. I would love to get off on Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> well, that's staying in the show. <laughs> Say goodnight, Michelle. Goodnight, Michelle, and goodnight, Blake. <laughs>